Hey, Boulevard Church, Pastor Wes here. I'm really excited to be talking to you guys today. Uh, just a heads up on a few things that are going to be going on today. Um, first, just hear me out right now. I am so honor that you guys are listening to us today. It really, it really means a lot to me that you would take time out of your Sundays. Hopefully you're in a small group that we could come together. We could listen about Jesus together. We could grow together as people. As some of you may know, we're in the middle of a series, a year-long series, because don't forget, guys, 2020 for our church is the year of vision. And so we wanted to spend the whole year talking about the vision of the church. And the vision of the church is going to be built on the foundation, which are the three pillars of our church. What are the three pillars? Well, first is our personal relationship with God. Boulevard Church exists to draw you closer to God. Secondly is it draws you closer to a community. We don't just exist to have our own personal calls where we go and we become these well-known icons. No, we're called together to lift the name of Jesus and lift his name high. It's lift his name high. And it's only possible through being a part of a community together. And lastly is evangelism. Um, we aren't just called to come together and sing kumbaya. We're not just called to pray to Jesus. We're also called to reach the lost and the broken that God so desperately has a heart for. Now, uh, we have a few things going on this month. We're going to be spending predominantly talking about marriages and relationships. Uh, God's been really putting it on the hearts of the pastors in this house. So we wanted to come together and talk to you about that. Uh, so a quick heads up on what this means. Uh, why in the middle of our heart for the house message, which is our second pillar about your community, why would in the middle of this message will we start talking about marriages and relationships for the next five weeks? I'll tell you why. Uh, because we believe the heart of every city, not the heart, the backbone of every city is the church. The backbone of every church are its families, and the backbone of all the families are the marriages in the families. Your marriage with your spouse, your relationships with the people around you, and your ability to cultivate relationships is so pivotal to the health of any church you're a part of. Guys, we say this all the time. If you're in the church, um, we need you. If God called you to this church, there's a part you play in it. And for many of you, it's an example through marriage and through loving relationships. And so this week, I'm so excited to announce uh, that Eric Willis and his wife, Tina Willis, um, um, are going to be coming together right now, and they're going to be sharing a message with you guys on marriages. I'm so excited. It's such an honor for me to be able to share uh, what's called a platform, uh, this platform with them. I think they have a lot to give. I think if, if you're not married, Married, but you're looking to be married, I would take notes. If you're not looking to be married, I'd still take notes. And if you're currently married, or if, even if you're divorced, I think this is an important thing to take part in. Know that you matter, know that you're significant, and know that your relationships matter as well. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing from them. Uh, so let's give a big round of applause to Tina and Eric Willis. How's everybody doing this morning? As you see, uh, it is myself. And if you don't know myself, my name is uh, Eric Willis. I am the uh, community director here at Boulevard Church, and I have the pleasure of delivering an awesome message with my wife. Hey, babe. Hi, babe. What's up? What's going on? Why don't on? you introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, I'm <laughs> Tina Willis. Um, my husband's the only one allowed to call me babe. <laughs> That's so right. Take that. <laughs> For sure. Um, but I am used to being behind the scenes yes, in the church. Very uh, this is very different to be on the camera with you, but I'm very excited. So am I. Um, so babe. Yes. What are we doing? What are we doing? That's a great question. So um, we're going to still continue our series on a heart for the house. 
Um, you should be following along with us. And for those of you who are new, uh, it is a part of our three pillars uh, that we believe here at the church. And uh, we have a series that we've been doing. It's almost going to be like a year long. So it's going to be a while. And we find different facets of the heart of the house that we continue to uh, speak about. And uh, this one is going to be, or this particular leg of the message is going to be on marriage. Ooh, we're going to be talking about marriage. And for all you single people out there, don't tune out. You're going to get a lot of wisdom today and all the days that this is happening. So make sure you're paying attention. Get your notebooks. Let's get ready to unpack this. Um, the message today is uh, I kind of took it and got a little creative and a flip on words. Pastor Wesley last week talked on I heard that. Our message is called We Said That. <laughs> so, Say what? Yeah, what? We said that. We sure did. And you're going to find out what we talked about. I'm going to go into a little bit of scripture for you guys uh, right off the bat. We're not going to mess around with this. And then uh, we're going to get right into the message. So you should have one of these available. If not, we will have one provided for you. But the first scripture that we're going to today out of the ESV translation. Thank you, babe, for helping me remember that because uh, I don't have an ESV Bible at the house. So we had to improvise, which is okay. So we're going to go to Genesis chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 23 and 24. And whilst you flip there, I'm going to do the same. So you see me opening up my Bible right there. I'll give you guys just a few minutes. And uh, I know you're there. I want you to put that you are there. Go ahead and just uh, put that in the comments. And I'm just going to go ahead and read, and then we're going to pray, guys. Be ready. Uh, so Genesis 2. Verses 23 and 24 out of the ESV translation. And then the man, um, or in another translation, Adam, right, said, um, uh, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. We sh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And verse 24, uh, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. That's very important um, as a key to what we're going to be talking about this morning, so I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for today, Father. I thank you, Lord, that um, we are responding, Father God, in, in, in a way that is good, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would just be with us, Lord, as we uh, kick off this marriage series, Father God. I thank you for the incredible wisdom that all of us are going to gain from this, Lord. I ask that you would... Uh, be with us even now, Father God, and for uh, all of the married and the single, Father God, and those in between, Lord, I just ask that uh, you would be with each and every one of us today, Father God, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So shout out to Pastor Wesley and Versavia. Thank you guys for allowing us to uh, be the first uh, to deliver this message. So um, yeah. that's, that's kind of cool because usually they lead off and they let no, us. No pressure. No pressure. That's all right. Just We're either going to set the bar really high or really low today. So just set up the whole thing. <laughs> just bear with me, <laughs> okay? So um, we're just going to get right into what it means by we said that. Yeah. You ready? I am. All right. All right. All right. I, Eric, take you, Tina. I, Tina, take you, Eric. To be my lawfully wedded wife. To have and to hold. From this day forward. For better or for worse. For richer or for poorer. In sickness and in health. 
to love and to cherish from this day forward until death do us part I kissed my bride because that's what you do in weddings remember when we took those I do I cried the whole time (laughs) you remember what the (laughs) pastor said what did he say (laughs) (laughs) well he talked about you me Jesus he did being a three strand cord that's right and he said he likes to tie a tight knot. A very knot. tight knot. Yeah. Uh, the emphasis there was as he was talking about making sure that our personal relationships with Jesus yeah. were already well established and continuing to grow. And that's that threefold cord that he talks about. And when he said he likes to tie a tight knot, uh, that's exactly what he did. So we love you, Tom Griner. If you ever get to see this message, thank you so much for marrying us. It was a very small reception, <laughs> but that's okay. We made it work. And uh, I think we're still waiting to like do some kind of honeymoon something, right? Because I don't uh, yeah. think we even left the city after that. No, we did not. And, we didn't. <laughs> and uh, just going right into those vows yep. and setting up the first one. That's right. <laughs> with why we did not have a big wedding. Well, then talk about it, babe. Let's go. Was, you know, when we first got married, uh-huh. um, well, when I met Eric... Some of you may know our story, some may not. You know, I had two little babies. Yep. And I was living in government housing. Yep. And we were very broke. <laughs> yep. And thankful. I think I got my dress for like $80 yeah. on clearance and a discount because I worked at the, the store. And was it Burlington I went to or some yep. Sears and Robux yep. shop discount? Yes. And that's where I found like yep. my shirt and, and we, a suit jacket that was too big and all yeah. kinds of stuff. It and was we, crazy. we made it work. We sure and did. And you just showed up. That's what I said. Just show up. <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> so. Hey, we had a best man and a best woman, though. That's so right. Sh- Melvin, love you, bro. I'm yeah. glad you got to be there. And my sister, Sharon. That's she's right. my maid of honor. That's right. Yeah. And Adrian was the ring bearer. Yep. I remember how much he cried. We went to go take Let's the rings. Just okay. everything out there. All right, so we love up. you. He's a Marine. <laughs> That's right. Semper Fidelis. Hoorah, we love yes. you. Yes. Uh, yeah. But when we took those rings off the pillow, he cried because yeah. he was wondering if he was going to get them back. And we told him no, <laughs> he wasn't. So needless to say, he was very vocal about that. And that was which another. Was funny. That, that's a whole other story. Come over for dinner. Well, that's sure. right. And we will. Come over for dinner. Yeah. I we'll hope cook you a meal and you can laugh. Because he's going to hope we don't share that with anybody. It's all right. There's yeah. a lot more coming. So yeah. just buckle in, guys. Anyway. anyway <laughs> so the first note for richer or poor. That's right. right. So the we started vote. off for poor. Yes, we did. <laughs> We're not for richer yet. That's right. But hopefully, you know, praise God that he will continue to bless us. Amen. Amen. But, you know, um, we've often said that God gets all the glory for our marriage because um, there is any number of areas that can be tested in your vows that will end in people um, getting a divorce. And we always committed before we ever took those vows that we would never say the D word. That was off limits. And we will share a couple of times. Uh, I think it was thought, just never said. Right. So we kept our vow. Yes. But, you know, the first one that can often test marriage, yeah. right, is money. Yes. And you remember <clears throat> when we went through a lot of trials with money. I do. Um, and, and that is one of the things that a lot of couples will argue over. Um, yeah. 
I came from a place of, um, unlike Tina, I was at home with my mom. So I guess the whole TLC, no scrubs thing. I was that guy yeah. leaning out the passenger side, trying to holler at somebody because I did not have a license or vehicle to drive. But, you know, that was the past. So we're here now. So don't judge me. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag no judgment. So just don't don't at me. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, what I'm saying is, is that I was at home. Uh, I lived <laughs> with my mama. Oh, yes, son. I'm talking to you. I guess that is me. So anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So I uh, lived with my mama. I lived with my sisters. Um, I did try to move out. That did not work out because I did not know how to properly manage a checkbook because I was very used to uh, not having to do anything else with my money except buy clothes, smell good stuff, shoes, and at the time I was doing a lot of video game stuff. So that was basically all my check went to. So that was my motivation for my job which made it easy to quit when I didn't want to be at a job, whereas Tina did not grow up that way. So, <laughs> No, I did grow up. We both came from backgrounds of families that didn't do well with finances. That's true. Understanding That's true. how to manage money. That's true. But when I met Eric, which actually Eric came back into my life. I did. Again, we'll have to, you'll have to come over for yeah, just come over dinner. For dinner. We'll share the we'll backstory on that. Um, but I had two kids. Yes. Um, I was living on my own, had a job, was very determined and driven to not stay in government housing, right. not stay on assistance. Um, and my check went to buying clothes for children yep. at reasonable prices. That's right. Um, Payless shoes, which we argued over a lot. <laughs> in the beginning. Yes. And, uh, you know, when my husband talked to me about the prospect of tithing, I said, yeah, I put like a dollar in the offering plate. And when and when I'm generous, I put like $10 in the offering right, plate. Right, you did. And then you explained what tithing was. Yeah, so I remember when, um, I, so I, I, Tina was around the church, knew about God. I was in the church, so it was different for me. Um, I got saved when I was about 17, 18 years old. And so I had already been steeped in a lot of the, the do's and the don'ts of what Christians should and shouldn't do in the church. Um, so I, I learned about tithing early and I actually noticed the benefit of my generosity when I was tithing regularly, right? So when I brought this to Tina, as a couple, we weren't, we didn't agree on tithing, right? And for a while, I just kind of let it be what it was and we didn't really get into it. And then the Lord really started pushing me to like, we have to talk about this. So I remember when I brought it up. <laughs> now, again, given where she's come from, right? And, and I need you to understand her. When I first, I'll say it and then you go into it. When I told her about it, I don't think I've heard more hysterical laughter about anything. And uh, so why don't you tell them why you were laughing at me? <laughs> well, because I really judged my husband's spending yep. and didn't think he was responsible and I came from not a lot of trust I came from a lot of lack growing up really poor working to get out of um, assistance yeah and my good steward with yeah. money is you pay your bills and um, you try to save what you can that's right and I'm like why am I giving to a church don't they have enough money 
Like, mm. these people have jobs. Like, can't somebody else do it? Yeah. And then I had to come to my own process that the Lord um, took me through with understanding it was more about trusting Him yeah. and honoring Him and not necessarily how much I gave. And even to the point where I thought, well, your tithe is, okay, you give your tithe, you give 10%. We got to that. But I said, oh, let me divide it up. <laughs> That's right. You being a good husband, yeah. again, I don't want to say correct me, but you set me, you, you explained it. We do, Yeah, it was yeah. more of like a direction. Yeah, right? that yeah. the tithe really does belong to the local church. That's right. And then any thing we want to give to ministry outside of that is an offering right and above right and i mean even to the point of where we never really argued about it but it, then it became a question is do we tithe on the gross or do we yeah. tithe on the um on the on the actual what the gross and then yeah. what was received right yeah. so we had to even talk about that and then our personal thing has always been whatever it is we make before taxes that's what we tithe yeah. on and it's always yeah. been that way for us since we came to that, you know, yeah. to understanding. And it me. hasn't always been, like, easy to no. trust, right? No. Like, we have had many a stories of, do we feed our two children at the time, yep. ramen all week, yep. and we can have some bologna sandwiches, if that. Which, basically, yeah. Or we tithe. Yeah. And never did we ever have a week that went by that we didn't get groceries. That's right. The bill wasn't paid. That's right. And um, God didn't come through. Yeah. So yeah. he just always, um, the great thing about that is that the Lord always proved himself faithful. Amen. In our giving. Yeah. And, and if yeah. you guys are taking notes, I mean, there's some along this. I'm not going to give you, we're not going to give you like any like clear, these are the points. But if you needed one, the first one was for richer or for poorer, right? In the marriage yeah. vows. That's what yeah. we were addressing there. And, and yeah, when... When we were to a place where we were really trusting God with our tithe, and I've said this to, to some of you when we were meeting in the building, it, it literally did come down to sometimes, is it groceries or do we tithe? Yeah. And, you know, we made the decision that we were going to trust God, even to, and I know this sounds exaggerative when a lot of people say it, two checks in the mail. Yeah. These things happened for us. Yeah. And because we decided to be good stewards of the money that we were getting yeah. and anything that we got was considered tithable. It didn't, it didn't matter the amount. It didn't matter who gave it to us. If we got 20, we gave two bucks. Yeah. If we got 10, we gave a dollar. You know, the, yeah. these were things that were just like, this is just our standard. And as a matter of fact, speaking of standards, and I forgot to bring it with us, you know, there came a time where this is how we lived. We have yeah. a, uh, a, a bunch of statements that define who we are as, as Willis's as a family. Yeah. And, and uh, generosity is one of them. Yeah. yeah, that's something that we live from. And I, I wish I would have brought the card. I could have showed people. But okay. like she said, come over for dinner. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of you guys. We'll show it to you. Yeah. And uh, I think money kind of dovetails into the next one uh, a little bit. It might be a little wonky, but I think we can, we can get it done uh, in sickness and in health. Yeah. So some people think sickness a lot <laughs> of times can mean like a spouse gets sick with right. like a heart issue. Right. Um, you know, cancer yep. for some people. Um, what I don't think a lot of people talk about is mental illness. That's right. Right? Yep. Like, so your mental health. And you and I experienced that early on. Um, just coming from a place where my background, I, I came from a really broken place. Yep. Um, and 
I had always had a lot of, I think, hormonal issues and a chemical imbalance. And then when I had our daughter, um, I think I always joke and say she left some hormones in me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric might agree with that. Oh man! Um, but I remember so. Just a little bit of background from that, you know, I um, grew up with uh, parents that were married. Um, My parents loved me. I didn't always get the love of a father that I think that I needed in the way that for my dad to love me. And then it caused me to really um, open myself up and have a lot of destructive um, choices that were made also from a lot of things that happened to me um, as a little girl that I won't go into that caused other areas of life and looking for love in all the wrong places. Um, My two sons that Eric adopted, they were by two different fathers and I was broken. And then um, you came from a really broken place and we just being young and uh, some people would say we were naive uh, we were like, we're going to get married, yeah. we're going to raise these kids, <laughs> we're going to love Jesus. Yeah. And I always thought, even when I prayed for you and you were an answer to prayer, I thought, I just need to find a man that loves me yeah. and that will fix me. And in yes. so many words, he will be my Jesus. <laughs> and that did not happen. <laughs> so... I love that pause right before you said it. Like, yep. Now it did it. Yeah. <laughs> now I can tell you that I did pray for Eric. That's an, another. We're doing a lot of side stories. Yeah. We're just gonna have everybody over for a house. Yeah, you gotta come over. We'll um, tell everyone. We'll fill it in. Um, but I did pray for you. Yeah. And um, I really feel like the way that you love me and the way that you're wired and I'm wired, we really. Um, as we found our place in being whole in the Lord, we came together and complimented each other. And you loved me in a way that um, only the Lord would know that I needed to bring you into my life. Um, Yet, after I had my daughter, and by the way, I knew I wasn't, I tried to to look the look and talk the talk and try to, to look very Christian, like I saw the Christians be right. in church right. when I was started coming to church. Yeah. But it didn't fix me. I knew something was still off. And then because you didn't fix me, well then I blamed you yep. for not being Jesus. Yep. So That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so um, we went into there was a time after i had my daughter um uh, our daughter um it was a really dark time it was it was really difficult and not a lot of people really know how bad it got right yeah i think um what so with with her expressing to you where she was coming from i couldn't disconnect myself from that as her husband um And even though I knew a lot of the things that she was going through wasn't necessarily my fault, I personalized a lot of it. And that really started speaking to a lot of my insecurity. And, and, and even over the years, that was something I had to sort of come out of because it was, excuse me, it was easier to um, put off a lot of the things that I thought I wanted to do 
on her mental health. Yeah. It, it was easy for me to not be motivated to go after things because I was afraid of her response, right? Or I was afraid that if I was gone too long, maybe it wouldn't be so well for the kids. I mean, you know, we don't have to go into all of the details, but things got really bad. And and I, I was, I, my personal moniker is never to put my hands on a woman. I even raised my sons that that makes you less than a man. Now, this is my opinion. Everybody's different and are raised different. Yeah. And so even when Tina would go there, I would never, I would never retaliate in the way in which she was giving it to me. And so... Um, I think that sometime made me feel less of a man or somehow I wasn't in control or somehow I wasn't taking care of my household or any of those things. And so what I needed to do, right, when, when God really started fixing you, and I, I mean remarkably yeah. so. Well, can we give a little bit of background on that? Go for it. Go yeah. For it. So um, I didn't know that I, I actually knew that I wasn't healthy yeah. and internally I didn't want to be in that place any longer. And I actually prayed a really dangerous prayer mm-hmm. um, that I shared with you years later yeah. um, where I said, Lord, if you need to take me to the edge, do it, but just don't let me fall off. Mm-hmm. And little did I know what that meant. Yeah. And um, at the same time where I was having these realizations within myself, um, you shared that you came to the end of yourself. I did. And that was, I think, the first time where it was not said, but you thought it. Yeah. Mainly for the kids' sake. Yes. And not having them raised in such an unhealthy environment. Yeah, if I could actually interject. So it, it had come to a place where... The communication in our house, and that's important, not just for the marrieds, but for the single people. Communication is 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 tantamount. You yeah. you you cannot stress or emphasize the importance enough of how clear communication can really help a lot of situations. So <clears throat> that said, we got to a place where we didn't really communicate well, and so it had, it had literally gotten to a place where Tina had left the house. And I was in my room, and I was watching her leave, as I did often, right? And I just prayed, and I said, God, I said, if this is it, just tell me, how do I tell the kids? How do I let them know what's going on? And I then at that moment, and just like you said, dangerous prayers, as much as I wanted to grab and hold on to and help and turn and direct and all this, I knew that unless she wanted to get better, I couldn't make her be that person, yeah. right? And I decided in that prayer, and I verbally, I just let go. I said, God, this is yours now. I can't do this. Yeah. And I did come to the end of myself, which was great because then God was like, that's all I've been waiting for, yeah. right? And so when that happened, then the shift happens, right? Yeah, yeah. and I knew that um, if my marriage ended and I lost my children, that I would have nobody to blame but myself, which my whole life was all about what happened to me and how everybody else did things to me and all these things that were so broken in my life that were excuses. Yet I remember, um, you know, the scripture 
with the man that's laying by the pool of Bethesda. Yeah. And um, he's just, Jesus comes up and says, do you want to be made well? Mm. And he gives all these excuses. Well, nobody ever puts me in. Somebody gets in before me. But that's not what Jesus asked, yeah. right? Because there's always a responsibility. Yeah. And um, I want it to be made well. And I remember even once in that time of turmoil, um, my husband, which I always believe it was the Holy Spirit that empowered you to, <laughs> to say this. Yeah said to me yeah it's a choice yeah and i immediately responded oh man <laughs> with a lot of anger it like, was crazy you think yeah. this is a choice yeah. i want to be this way yeah. but um eventually i came to the end of myself yeah. and i knew that only the word of god was going to change me because i lived this life i went to church yeah. i didn't really know what the bible said yeah. because i think you had a king james or i read <laughs> yeah. king james and then Trying to even, be all scholarly, I guess. Even in that, I was like, God, I, I don't even know how to read your word. And you happen to have an NIV Bible, a yep. daily Bible, yep. which the way that I am, I I'm like... like an NIV, I don't want this thing. Yeah, man. and it was a daily Bible. It, like, was. it was. broken down, and yep. I'm so analytical. Yep. When people would say, trust God, I'm like, give me a 10-step program. Like, I can do 10 <laughs> steps. Like, and how do you get to it? Right. Don't just say trust. Right. And so, but in that, like, I could read it um and it was broken down i would just say i'm gonna read this every day yep and i decided god i want what you want more than i want what i want yeah and that was where the change would happen and i even got to the point to where you didn't you didn't know how to handle me healthy and would antagonize me it's so different i was trying to push her into arguments yeah and she wouldn't do it yeah and so oh, there's a proverb gosh. that says, as a fool returns to his folly is like a dog returning it to his vomit. And that was where I would say verbally, I would say, I'm not returning to my vomit. Listen, to the point where I got, I was mad at scripture. I was mad like, God, why is this in your word? Because every single time things would escalate, she would almost get there. Now, I'm, I'm poking the bear, right? I'm like trying to make this happen. And then she would literally, and I, I don't exaggerate, she would stop herself, she would quote that scripture, and then she would walk away. And I'm like, what do you mean a, a dog to his vomit? What are you talking about? And I wanted to engage in an argument, and she was so allowing God to move on her for our marriage that she would not go back to that. Dangerous thing, fellas. When that happened, I was faced with myself. At that point, just like I had mentioned before, I could no longer shovel all of my, the things that I never got to do, the things that I couldn't get into, the stuff that I you know, couldn't do this and go to school and all this other stuff. I, I could no longer blame her for the things that I was doing because it was easy, right? Now I'm, I'm left to myself and I have to deal with myself. And that was difficult in the beginning. But I, I thank God for it because out of it, even even during the time, and we'll kind of step into that one as we're going to the next point, yeah. where it looked like things even after that were just, I thought we were done. And when that didn't happen, I knew it was because God had really put us in this really hard place to start to understand that when the word tells us that when we 
are to seek God on our own and go to your prayer closets or go to your rooms and do that. Seek God for yourself in those times individually, but then immediately come back together so that the enemy doesn't have a foothold, right? Yeah. That taught me a lot. And I think that really kind of goes smoothly into the third point, for better or for worse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when, uh, and kind of around our kids. Now, we love you guys. Just a disclaimer, we're not going to put your dirt out there, all right? We love you guys, Adrian, Chris, Erica, we love you. We're not putting your dirt out there. We're just saying what happened. Well, we let, let's yeah. set it up. So right. <laughs> for those of you who uh, know us, you've yeah. seen two of our kids. Yes. Uh, you heard a lot about our oldest son, who's yes. a Marine. Yes. Hoorah. Hoorah. Yes, he's married. He's overseas. Yeah. He's got our wonderful grandchildren. Who are just little pieces of heaven. They're awesome. They are your reward for not killing your for children. For not killing your children. I'm just letting That's you right. know. Yep. And I used to tell him <laughs> that right. often, you're only alive so I can have <laughs> grandchildren. He'll tell you that. He will say. Yeah, yeah. He'll tell you. That's true. Um, uh, sometimes you just got to say those things um, as a parent to get through the moment. That's right. Yeah. And then we have our younger son. Right, so our oldest son's in his mid twenties. Younger yep. son is in his early twenties. Early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. He is figuring out life. That's right. He's right? figuring out life. Yep. Um, and then we have our daughter. Yep. She is figuring out life. Figuring out life. <laughs> no shade, but yeah. extra shade. Extra shade. <laughs> She's also my mini me. That's right. Which that's right. I, you know, sometimes I have to look at myself as she's getting older and. She's always had a very strong personality. Yeah. 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 Yes. So, it's good. That is good. Children are good. <laughs> and I hope they each have a child just like themselves to understand okay, look, the joy. Okay, look, I don't crazy. want that because then I got to go through that again. Just have wonderful children so that we can have oh, more great children. are always perfect. We it doesn't matter. That's true. Because right? then we could just give them back. But then they get to experience the joy of raising themselves, right? You want better for your kids, but... You do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Anyway. You know, <laughs> coming out of that. Reason, they get mad whenever I say that. I don't know why, because they're know. perfect. But anyway. Wow. For better or for worse, right? So, um, <laughs> can't be here all day. So, yeah. So, we, we did have... Um, as our kids were growing up, um, both of us came from different backgrounds so the way in which we were raised or maybe in our family settings <clears throat> were things that we brought to the marriage to our to yeah. the table so to speak and so I was very much about corporal punishment I I believed in it I knew that this is how you do it spare the rod spoil the child like that was kind of like the cadence it was always about you do this because I said it was like I'd rather be feared than respected these are things that I walked in with, right? So um, when we started raising the kids together, um, we had very different ideas of what discipline looked like, right? Yeah. So I waited for a long time and actually asked permission before I began to maybe spank Adrian yeah. or spank Chris, right? So um, it, it was a thing where I thought the sooner we start, the better off they're going to be. But what God was so gracious enough to show us in, in our long years of having children is that each of their individual stuff was their individual stuff. So I could no longer operate from the mindset of what's good for one is good for everyone. Yeah. I had to learn how to understand my kids so I could communicate and then 
handle accordingly. And and man, their 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 issues were so uniquely theirs that that's yeah. kind of what we had to do. We had no choice because it was just they were just so different, yeah. you know. And uh, and a lot of people know that we had a, a really tough time when um, Chris. Uh, began to go through some pretty destructive habits and yeah yeah go ahead and so on that note I mean we came through that where we aligned on what we felt was a good balance with our kids yes right good and then um, we raised them in church because we both came from we were not raised in church yeah right and um, we just thought coming into church, man, they are these um, things that you're told and that you, you name and claim, right? For man, your family, The grace carpet is big. Just sweep it underneath that thing. God will take yeah, care of it. Yeah, and we raised them in church, right? They knew, they did their memory verses. Yeah. They went to every youth group. The youth camps. Even when they were grounded. Even when they were grounded. Yes. They were at youth groups. That's right. They went to. Missions trips. Yep, missions trips. All of that. Um, we tithe. We were leaders. Yep. Our kids could quote all the Christianese. They knew what to they say. They knew. Yes, they did. And we just thought, man, we're blessed, right? Yeah. Isn't that the definition of blessed and highly favored? Their children shall rise up and we, call you blessed. We, we came That's out where we of were, the dirt right? poor. Yeah. God was blessing our finances. Yes. We were in ministry yep. leadership. Our offering was, you know, yeah. not, this isn't this yeah. isn't like even hashtag humble so. brag type stuff. <laughs> It's like this is just this was just our yeah, lives. That this was, and this was the perception that we had, right? Yeah. And our kids were supposed to, you know, I'm very logical. You have an input, and then you have an output. Yeah. And our input was we did everything that we thought and we knew we should do right. as good Christian parents. But then God, <laughs> in His loving kindness, that's right, said, "You have no idea that there is this." Infection that's yep. festering underneath that nice Christian band-aid yeah. that you put over. Message. Yeah. yeah. That um, you don't even want to look at. Yeah. Because I didn't want to look at it. Yeah. I was really someone I overcame a lot, and I'm like, you just move forward, yep. right? And then he ripped that band-aid off. That was not fun. And I I remember <laughs> I remember the moment when um, he confirmed to me now. Like I said, I, through my healing mentally, yeah. re- really grounded in the Word, yeah. knew the Word of God. And I remember one morning when we were having so many issues yes. with our middle son. Yes. And I just thought, why can't he go to a youth group? Why can't he get a revelation? He gets called out so much to the point, his older brother used to get jealous. And why is he always getting called yeah. out? He's he's doing this hey, stuff. Hey, when God calls you, he calls you. Yeah. That's, that's like, still happening. <laughs> words, Boy, words, you know what I'm, t- I'm talking to you. Go ahead. <laughs> words spoken <laughs> over him. Yeah. And I remember just hearing this small voice and the scripture in my weakness. Um, in your weakness, I'm made strong. Yeah. And it was the scripture where Paul said he prayed three times. That's right. And yep. for healing. And God didn't heal him. Yep. And I just fell down in the shower and I went into a fetal position and I bawled because I knew that this was a testimony that's right that God was trusting us with that's right and we were going to walk through it amen and he wasn't going to we weren't going to have a miraculous healing yep we weren't going to have a miraculous recovery right and we were dealing with loss all over the place everywhere we won't go into it was crazy um 
Yet a good friend of mine at that time too, um, you'll remember this when I told you, and she said, um, can God do a miracle? And yes. we said, yeah. I hate it when people start off with yeah. those questions they don't know the answer to. Because then you got to, all right, God. Yeah, and um, she said, is the greater miracle in God, is the greater testimony in God doing a miracle and delivering you or God trusting you to walk through it and Amen. declare his goodness on the yeah. other side? Yeah. And um, he didn't. Like he, we didn't have a miraculous. Recovery. It wasn't quick. It did. It didn't like. Yeah. It was like a genie thing. Boom, and it was done. This took time. And, yeah. And that I think that's when things that really started to bottom out for us. It, it just because we were inundated with so much that was going on. Um, we even we even talked about separation. Never and, the D word. But never the D word. We never yeah. said that to each other. And so what we agreed on, or what we decided, Tina communicated to me that there are capacities in which she knew she had, I don't want to say reserves for, but she knew I have to lean on God in this only. And so I need time and I need space, right? So I, for once, had understood what was happening and I was trusting God. It was difficult. But she was in the room, and I would just be in the living room. Mm -hmm. And the space that she needed, I gave that to her, right? Yeah. Um, my personal belief has always been that we don't need to be in different households or different areas or residences in order for us to work out our difference as individuals, right? Yeah. Like, I, I would always argue with her, like, why are you leaving? How come we just can't argue about this thing? Because I, I wanted the visceral... Let's get it on. It's going to happen right here and right now. And then she would say a bunch of stuff, and then that would get me in my feelings, and then it'd be like, okay, maybe that's why she needed the space, right? So we learned how to communicate those types of things. But when it had gotten really bad and she told me this stuff, I trusted God, but it was never in two spaces. It was yeah. always I was in the front of the apartment. She was in the back. And yeah. it was more than cordial. Obviously, we saw each other. We would interact the kids obviously needed both of us things like that yeah. so it wasn't a complete shutdown phase right yeah. and then god was dealing with us as individuals in that time yeah. and then when that time had ended yeah. <clears throat> then we came back together yeah. yeah and i think the beauty that came out of that um that time and really shook us to our core of yeah. what um we understood god's blessing to be yeah. was we found that really god's blessing was understanding he was our foundation yeah and that he was our covering yeah and um he restored a lot he also um beautifully showed me a lot of prejudices that I had and judgments that I had for yeah. other people and, yeah. um, and it's looking back now we see so much good that came out of the honesty yes. that we found um, it's called being ugly honest that's yeah, what we call it in our house with each other yeah. and stuff that our children have gone through that they found a way to heal from that um, and all I mean if we can just be real I would have been just fine with us going through life even to today yeah and just having that band-aid that that nice looking christian band-aid it looks good yeah. cleans up nice yeah but jesus called those whitewashed sepulchers <laughs> yes and man did we have a lot of dead man's bones in there it was there was a lot going on in our lives yeah. um but i i'm really grateful 
for the process. And then I think we go right into the last point for us, to love and to cherish. Yeah. Um, That difficult time, one of the things that we, we have communicated to each other, learned, that we carry as one of our, you know, cadences um, is that everything that we do trains us for the next thing. Everything that you put your hands to is for the next thing that God wants us to to do and deal with. So we're going to talk about love and cherish. And there was a time where um, things got a little different. Would you like to share your story? I will. So um, we both have one. We do. So, uh, and I'll make it brief. Uh, essentially, the kind of affirmation that I needed from my wife um, because of how badly things were going in our lives at the moment, at the time, and, and, and not because it was just us, but it was a myriad of different things, so much going on. She could only learn in the moment to kind of like internalize, and she had to deal with God. I'm a very um, affirmation positive person. I need the 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 touch. I need the acknowledgement. I need you know when we're when we're together and she just you know comes up and like kisses me on the neck. These are things that I I look forward to. I need them. Um, and so when I wasn't getting that, so I worked at a buffet here in the in the city. And um, during that time when things were really difficult. I had began to talk to another girl at my job, and uh, she was young. Uh, she, so you were young. Let's, well, we let's were both. That's it. true. We were young. So I, it, it ain't no RK situation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Not that didn't happen. Age. There's no Pied Piperism <laughs> happening here. I just want to set the tone. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because that would have been hate mail later. Just letting you know that that did not happen. Cool, thank you. So we were about the same age. (laughs) This is why when God says when you find a wife, it's a good thing and you obtain favor from the Lord. Write that scripture down. You need that. So anyway. We were young. That's right. We were still. So she was young, but we were young. We were young too. At the same time. Because we've been married 21 years. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So going back. um, We started talking. Yeah. And it went from a, a, a friendship. We would laugh about a bunch of the same stuff. We, we had a lot of the same likes, music, culture, all kinds of stuff. Um, and then she also kind of looked up to me as a mentor because as I was there at the buffet, I had a lot of experience, knew about a lot of stuff. And I was still going to church, y'all. So it's not like I was out of the church when this was happening, right? Yes. <clears throat> Just know how... How sneaky the, the enemy can be once that little door opens. You got you have to be mindful. This yeah. is the point of the story. <clears throat> so I started talking to her. And one day, and I think the fellas and, may, and, and, and the ladies could probably understand. We, we laughed about something. We looked at each other and something just felt weird right in that moment. Yeah. And I knew, oh man, this could go two ways. I could, you know, ghost this, kind of cold shoulder it, Heisman Trophy that thing and push it off to the side, or I can engage here. And I had a choice. And I, I thought about it. I prayed about it. I knew it was wrong. But the affirmation, if I'm being honest, it was just, it just felt so good in the moment. Yeah. <clears throat> and so after some time, 
Um, accountability. Big, big plus. You need accountability, guys, ladies, everyone, single, yeah. married, in between. You need accountability. Um, then I actually came to my wife and I told her about it. Yeah. Now, it's not like it was the setting and I planned it and it was all this. We were out somewhere and it just came up. And there was when I told her, right? Again, we were young. <laughs> so let's just, so all of you young marrieds, right? Let's just under, just understand right. that when you're younger, right? Sometimes there's not a lot of experience that goes into the right time to say right. things. And I remember there were a few women, older women at church that I looked up to that I shared this with, and they said, what the heck was your husband thinking? Why did he tell you Why that? did he tell you that? And I was like, what? And you're thinking, <laughs> well, I just got to be honest with my wife, which, <clears throat> in all honesty, I feel like there needs to be prayer and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. To kind of set the tone and give you sure. a little bit of wisdom yes. on when to share that. Yeah. Um, However. Yes. However, honesty is always the best That's decision. That's right. And right? it was. I was just out yeah. there with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we talk about um, affirmation, yeah. you know, we shared earlier about when I started getting healthier. Yes. And then you went through a period when you started looking at yourself. I did. You actually got really depressed. I did. And you depressed me. Yeah, it happened. Actually, it was really weird and yeah. off-putting. And I remember though, um, just being in a place to where I actually was um, getting promoted at my job. That's right. And I was really excited. I was learning a lot. I was discovering who I was as a person. Girl, you were working out. I yes. All I, kinds of stuff. Yeah. I had lost a lot of weight. Sure did. I was um, doing your thing. <laughs> I was in the place, <laughs> and um, you didn't really feel comfortable with. Nope, it, it. made me more insecure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was trying to share things with you that I was learning. Yeah. Um, you didn't agree with it. You I thought it was kind of stupid. Yeah. Even some of the stuff where I was like, "This is how I'm wired," and I realized like, "This is how God made me," and He's calling us into leaders. And you're like, "I don't want to be a leader." <laughs> Well, I don't know what you're talking about. That's psycho. Like I don't, I don't even hear about how you were made. Like, yeah. what do you? I don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm good. like, babe, we should have discussions. And you're like, what? It's about, about what? What? <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Right. How good you're doing and how good I'm not doing. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't want that discussion. <laughs> yeah, and I think at that point you had even lost your job. I did. And so because I wasn't coming to church, yeah. and God is faithful to answer. Oh prayer. yeah, that's right. I forgot. I yeah. was praying for you that's to be right. able to come to church with your family. Praying women, man. It's that woman you gave me, God. <laughs> it's that woman you gave me. Praying for you to sit with your family in church, and then you lost your job, so you could do that. And then okay. I remember really being honest with the Lord and thinking, well, I kind of, I blame myself a lot yeah. for that place. Yeah. And so okay. I just kind of dealt with it. But then at work, there was somebody that was listening to me and yep. that I was friends with. Um, and that was really excited to engage and hear about all these great ideas and had a lot of great ideas. And then I remember God in his 
just mercy, right? Yeah. He's always so good. I remember listening to this sermon, and it was called The Anatomy of an Affair. Mm. Old. It was like on tape. Yeah. It was a, a tape deck. Y'all remember those? Yeah. And, and I remember the pastor sharing it, and he said he'd always shared it. At, it was a pastor leadership conference, of all things. Mm. And he said he just shared these um, little bits of when he felt he almost made the mistake, and God brought wisdom to him and awareness yes. of where the enemy opened the door yep. for an attraction to somebody other than his wife. And as I was listening, now mind you, I'm healthy. I have accountability. I'm in church. I'm growing. And I was listening to that and I started thinking, huh, just something didn't set right yeah. as I'm listening to that. And then I went to a friend of mine and I was sharing with her, and I, she's my accountability partner. Yep. And um, I said, I just need to talk to you. And as I was sharing with her, she looked at me and she said, T, you have opened the door to have feelings for this person. And I remember I broke. Yeah. And I was like, I, I knew it was years. true. That sucks, and man. I was like, how I feel so stupid like how could that happen and yeah. she said the enemy is just so um, conniving like yeah. he's a worthy adversary and she yeah. said but God is so good yeah. like that he put this everything around you to surround you so that didn't happen yeah. and she said well what you have to do now is distance yourself from that person you have to find a way which God will do that and you have to tell your husband who at the time feels really bad about himself <laughs> and yeah. is in a very bad state. Yeah. But you Man. have to come clean. That's and right. I just thought, she's right. And I just prayed. Yeah. And I just said, Lord, I'm going to allow you to tell me when. Yeah. And through that accountability with that couple, they actually walked through that season with us. And I remember they prayed for us. And yeah. the husband. What, prayed a lot great accountability you. folks they and were so awesome we got through it yeah. and then a short time after <laughs> we were on a date and we were just talking and i knew that the holy spirit just revealed to me i don't even remember how we led into it but yeah. i said hey i need to share with you and you knew this person and i, I did. said you remember when I just cut off all ties with this person? Yeah. And you were like, yeah. And I said, well, I have to tell you why. Yep. And you reminded me of when you shared with me. That's right. I forgot all about that. That's right. And we just, <clears throat> you know, we just said, you know what? We were so thankful. There was no hard feelings. Nope. Um, and we knew, and you even said, I understand because you weren't giving me the affirmation I needed as your wife. Yeah. But I also didn't give you that affirmation because we right. were in healthy places. That's right. But then God protected our marriage, and we never have that as a wedge or yeah. something that... And, and it yeah. was easy for me to forgive because Tina was so open and receptive to when I gave my news. Now, not Holy Spirit drenched, in the t and God was like, no. And it was like, all of a sudden it came out, and I was just like, it's okay, babe, I love you. But it was like, we were out, and I was just like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I just, it just came out. So, But even with that said, it was easy for me to, I don't even want to say extend her grace, but to yeah. love her. Like, I get it, because you were so well receptive when I went yeah. through the same thing, you know? And so, if you have to write down anything, hashtag no entanglement. 
on both yeah. sides. <laughs> just putting that out there. Yeah. And I need that hashtag in the comments, no entanglement. Yeah. So, um, and I, I think that's, it's important that as we shared through all of that stuff, yeah. guys, like married for 21 years. Yeah. And we've known each other for 20 Seven? Seven, yeah. 27 you years. Got it right, babe. I, I thought about it. That's what <laughs> happened. So, and it, it's, it, it, it has really proved that over time that when, when I did quote that scripture about finding a wife as a good thing and I obtained favor from the Lord, Tina, because of the kind of person that she is, has really pulled a lot out of me, right? And I, in turn, because this is reciprocal. It's not like she's exhausting herself trying to make me this person, but it was reciprocal. We're breathing life into each other as, as she's giving, I'm accepting, not always well all the time, mind you, so I don't want to front like it's always easy, but then I, in turn, am imparting things into her as well. And, and that's what has made our marriage really resilient because we, everybody can say it, We've obviously lived our hard times, but it has made us really resilient to a lot of the stuff that has happened. Yeah. And, and I don't want to say bulletproof because some stuff has really come through, but yeah. we, we have never once, even now, from the determination to never use the D word for each other. Yeah. We're going to sit, we're going to work it out, we're going to figure it out. You know what yeah. I mean? And this translates to any kind of relationship, yeah. really, especially if you love a person you're great friends with them, if you're trying to evangelize, because we, we have to accept that person for who they are yeah. so that we can talk to them about the good news of Jesus saving them, right? So we even have to be able to incorporate that into any kind of uh, types of relationships or friendships and so on. So yeah. you have any final thoughts about that? Because I have one more scripture and then I think we're done. Yeah, I yeah. think um, yeah. also what's important is that we've come to understand that... Um, no matter how long we've been married, yeah. that we know that we're human and fallible, if that's yes, the right word. That's right. And that um, anytime we go through trials, that it is an opportunity for the enemy to come in. Yeah. Um, and it's important to have accountability. Yeah. Um, like yes. I regularly keep women in my life that I meet up with coffee, we're intentional, yeah. we book it, and I welcome them to say, where's your thought life? What are you, what are you doing? And um, it's just good. And I'm always honest. We're honest with each other That's when right. we're not in a good place. And yep. we're honest with the Lord. And so every time I get in a place where I go through things and I'm like, I wish Eric would just. <laughs> I have come to learn that it means I need to go back to the Lord. Lord, <laughs> something is not right with me. And <laughs> something's not right with him sometimes. So she tells God on Tells me on God. Tells God on me. Anyway, I get in trouble. And then God deals with me. And it's, yeah. Because yeah. ladies, I can tell you this. Look to the Lord to cover you and guard your heart. That's right. And fulfill your heart where your husband is not. That's right. And leave your husband up to the Lord. Yep. Because there will come a time when you'll just say, Lord, have mercy on that man. I know that he is not loving your daughter well have mercy on him and you just have grace for him because God will deal with his sons that are married and boy. now in turn as in not shots fired this also means that when she is being a little extra Baby, then I'm extra 
okay. all the time, baby. Oh. No, you're not. You're not all the time. I'm just joking. <laughs> That's like that Lecrae song we're always talking about. <laughs> um, when it happens, and when she goes there, I have learned again not to internalize the things that are that she's going through because it's always a source of frustration of things she's dealing with. Well, then I take it to God and I'm like, hey, you got to deal with her, yeah. and He does, and it's always been good. So. That was really good. I have one more scripture to share with you guys, uh, trying not to keep you too long, but um, I feel like it was good. So <clears throat> so the scripture, the final one that you guys can go to, and I'm going to turn there, is going to be Matthew 19. All right. You guys are going to start in verse 1. We'll make our way down. I got a... It's a little bit to read, but I probably won't get to all of it, to be honest, just for the sake of time. Get to the meat. I can get to the meat. That's true. Um, so we'll start at because I think the whole chapter is actually pretty good, but we'll start at we'll start at verse four. Um, and so um, you have the context there in your word. Um, he answered, <clears throat> "Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, therefore a man shall leave his uh, leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife." And the two shall become one flesh. So the emphasis is on verse 6 here. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Um, I think we think of let no man as in some outside interference or a voice or someone who is coming in to literally pull us apart or to cause division. So we're separated. But I also contend that let no man is us. Yeah. Because it's easy in marriage that when things get hard to just run away. Yeah. Or to, um, like I was doing earlier, incite her or try to make her argue with me or vice versa, right? Like we've been through so many things. It's easy to start to recognize when things are starting to kind of go off the rails a little bit. <clears throat> we've now learned to go to God and then come back to each other. So then that way we can continue to not just have peace in our home, but that our love and our marriage will continue to last over time. Um, marriage is not the convenience of the right now because you're trying to have relations, right? It is about building something with a person that you could literally spend the rest of your natural life with, right? <clears throat> so me and Tina are always goal or horizon focused right yeah we're on the path but we're seeing the bigger picture right <clears throat> so let no man separate um including myself right. including you know what would you say about that well you know um and i can't recall it right now but the scripture that talks about that there's no um no man no demon that can separate what god yes. has for you right yeah. And we have that free will. That's right. Right, And God loves us enough to give us that free will. So um, there is nothing um, that can come into what God has um, set up and planned yeah. for you. But you absolutely, us as individuals, absolutely have the free will to destroy it for ourselves. That's right. And I think that's where that three um, chord strand mm -hmm. right, goes right back to the beginning. Um, we need to have Jesus at our core. That's right. Because we could have never done this on our own. Yeah. And that's why we don't get any of the glory. We always None say God it. gets the glory. None of it ever. For our marriage. That's right. So, 
Baby, will you, to close us out, will you pray? Because we know Absolutely. we want to be like fire from heaven, <laughs> long prayer, I can pray. But we want to get out of the building early. <laughs> I'm sure Let's people have uh, lives now that the, the services are <laughs> short. Right. And maybe short, not so short for us. We'll see how that goes. But yeah. um, we love you guys, and I'll absolutely pray us out. Um, Lord, I thank you uh, for today, Father God. I thank you for all of the, the married people, Father God, um, especially in our church right now, Father God. Lord, I ask that you would strengthen, encourage, Father God, that you would gird them up, Father God, that there would be a hedge of protection around their marriage right now, Father God, that it's such an important and foundational institute to, to families, to our country, to our way of life, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would just help us to fight our battles in you during these really rough times, Father God, that sometimes being around each other too much really starts to reveal who we are, Father God. But Lord, I thank you that um, maybe absence does grow the heart fonder, Father God. But Lord, I thank you that you are in the middle of everything, Father God. And so you can, you, you are there even as we are there together and maybe not happy with each other all the time, Father God. But Lord, I thank you that you are with us no matter what, Lord. And we have such free access to your wisdom, to your word, Father God, to your love for us, Father God, to give to our spouses, Lord. Thank you for all the younger uh, unmarried couples, Father God. I pray that they would continue to work themselves out in you, Father God, to be prepared to be married, Father God, that that the, the, the men would, would learn to become incredible men of character and husbands and, and that the wives would, uh, potential future wives, Father God, that you would grow them to, to understanding, Father God, and, and to, to continue to flourish in careers and do the things that they're doing, Father God, but also learn how to balance a family and a workload, Father God. Lord, I ask that you would just, uh, for the, all the in-betweens, those who are engaged, those who are thinking about it, Father God, let them understand and know, Father God, that this is something that's so pivotal, Father God, that it, it, is, it is truly us loving each other as you love the church, Father God. I thank you for today, Father God. Bless all of us, Father God, and I, I thank you for what you're doing in this series. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah. All right. All right. Be blessed. <laughs> all right. Love you. Well, church, that was an amazing message. Thank you so much, Tina and Eric Willis, for being willing to share that, to be honest about the things going on in your marriage and how it could affect us as a community and as a church together. Uh, guys, I pray this message blessed you. Uh, I pray that it really inspired you uh, to draw closer in your relationships, whether they're just friendships, whether it's someone that you're interested in being married. Can I get a shout out for that? And people uh, that you are currently married uh, too. Uh, this is so important. It is so uh, significant. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so glad you listened. Uh, please know that next week um, we're going to have Pastor Thomas and his wife Jesse preaching a message on marriage from their perspective and their time maybe as young people being filled with passion um, and and not having to communicate through the lens of years, but getting to communicate through the lens of fire and excitement in the beginning. I know that uh, we talked about this before, that the older you get, uh, the more you gain wisdom, but the, oftentimes we lose our passion. And so it's the job of the older generation to teach the young people wisdom, and it's the job of the young people to teach the older people about passion. And so I'm really excited to hear from them, but please know that, um, guys, uh, we're, we're pushing as a church, we're getting ready to open, and uh, so your giving really matters in this 
time. Um, so if you're able to give, uh, please go to blvd.church forward slash give, or uh, just go to blvd.church and click the gift tab, and you can give there. We also have a number that's popping up right down here for you to see. I forget off the top of my head, but you'll get to read it, and you can just text give to that number. And while you're there, if you need prayer, please text prayer to that number. And if you need help, please text help me, um, and we can help you with any food or financial situations that you've currently found yourself in. Uh, guys, I love you. I'm so grateful for you guys. I'm grateful for the opportunity we had to come together and listen about Jesus together. I hope you guys enjoy your small groups, and I pray that the messages and the things you guys talk about right now would really bless you and inspire you. Have a blessed week.